0: What should we talk about today? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. When we do decide what we want to talk about, what, intros- what intro are we going to do? You know, I,
1: I don't know. I, I'm not sure. What do you think we should do? Uh, maybe
0: we talk about decisions? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that.
1: All right. Well, let's get right into it. If you mm. haven't figured out by now what we're going to be talking about in this mm. episode from the title or from that intro, it's going to be about decisions and decision-making and how we can make decisions more easily. Like yeah. We're going to learn about some tools and some analogies, some uh, just some overall information about making decisions easy, making decision-making easier in our lives. <laughs> That's a really complex way to say that, go. but... yeah. Um, decision is the topic of the day today. Yeah, And um, I guess before we get started, we have a, a source for this episode, as we usually do. It's a weird... I don't know what the acronym is, but it's gcfglobal.org. And I just, I just found it off a simple Google search, and it was like the first result. Usually I don't do that, but it's a really great resource. And it actually is a good article, and it's like very simple. And that's what I liked about it. And I think typically we try to do that in these episodes because we yeah. want everyone listening to be able to go to the article and be able to understand that's why we don't just pull random peer-reviewed studies which we could do and we've done in the past but sure i personally try to find articles that someone else could go read and get as much out of it as i did yeah because that's what this podcast is all about so that's what it's from it's called problem solving and decision making um and i think the subheading was decision making strategies and
0: we're just gonna go through
1: some of the decision making strategies and we had a nice little analogy about what (laughs) indecisiveness can look like and i guess ina can share that with us
0: yeah so my wife and i love the good place austin's seen it too it's it's great, great. tv show I love it so funny and by the way if you are going to be if you are in the middle of watching the good place right now cover your ears we're going to talk about the good place for a little bit I skip forward a little bit <laughs> we're going to give away <laughs> some spoilers but in the good place it's about this group of people that essentially go to hell even though it's called the good place they think they're in heaven it's part of the, the hell experience is are in heaven yeah. <laughs> yeah you think you're in heaven and it just pains you because you don't deserve to be there yeah exactly but you're there anyway, everyone knows they don't deserve to be there it's pretty yeah. funny it's Anyways. it's a really it's a really cute show like we like it a lot it's anyway, hilarious <clears throat> one of the guys one of the main characters named chidi he in his life in his mortal existence the whole show is taking like you know after earth they're yeah, all like dead the afterlife afterlife yeah. but on his earth life. He really struggled with making decisions, like chronically really bad. Like he couldn't decide what to wear in the morning. So he was late to everything. He couldn't decide what ice cream to eat. So he was there forever on a date. That's why he didn't go on dates because he couldn't decide who to go on dates with or where and things like that. So one day Chidi is talking with one of his friends and his friend's like, hey, you wanna go to the bar tonight? He's like, sure. And his friend asks, "What bar do you want to go to?" And then Chidi just starts sweating. He's like, "I could go to this bar. They got good drinks, good snacks. How about this bar, it's also a really fun bar. Like, I don't know, we could do this bar." And after like five minutes, his friend's like, "Dude, just make a decision. Like, let's go. Just decide." He's like, "Oh, but I, I can't. It's so much pressure. They're both, they're all great options. I don't know what to do." And so he just sits there, going back and forth, weighing his decision, until eventually an air conditioning unit falls out of a window and kills him. (laughs) And that's how he ends up in the afterlife is he died simply by the weight of a decision It literally
1: killed him. His his indecisiveness in a way killed him because he couldn't move from that spot and start walking to the bar. And I think it's just a really good analogy for what like indecisiveness can look like, because I think everyone's dealt with it from some point of their life, especially when it comes to big decisions, because I think indecisiveness is pretty normal for like, which school do I go to? Or, um, like where, where do I move? Do I buy this house or that house? Do I start renting this house on that part of the city? Or do I move to a different city? Like those are big decisions that require a little bit of of breaking down and a little bit of indecisiveness to make sure you don't make a huge mistake. But a simple one, when it starts boiling into simple decisions like that, like which simply which bar to go to, that's really not going to matter in a week. It's not going to matter even tomorrow. Maybe it will. I don't know like choosing something to eat would be another one, choosing what to wear, choosing what cereal to have for breakfast. These are decisions that are not going to be impactful long-term. Yeah. And that's when if there's indecisiveness in that, that's when you start to see problems. And like for his, for his friend in that episode, that's probably really frustrating. And for anyone who has an indecisive friend or family member, it can be super frustrating to, to watch like going to dinner and not being able to choose something off of a menu or I'm not waiting to, for your friend to get dressed because they don't know what to wear. It can be, it can be really hard to to deal with sometimes. And so that's, again, it's normal and it's okay to feel that way. Your feelings are valid. Your experience is valid. But um, as always, this episode is to give you some tools to empower yourself to, if you want to make decisions easier and make better decisions, even this episode is going to be your friend. We're going to help you to not be cheaty, not to be crushed by an (laughs) AC unit when you're simply just trying to figure out which bar to go to or which restaurant to go to. Um, because you don't want to be that person that holds up the the group simply because you can't make a decision. Right. So we have some cool tools on how to do that. And, um, a lot of this is going to be pulled from the article that we're going to link in the description, but we're going to just go down the list here and we're going to read some quotes and give you the listener, just some basic, I don't know, some food for thought, some tools of how you can implement better decision-making in your life. So first little bullet point here, first, um, heading is to learn how to make your decisions objectively, and so I guess what I mean by that is that oftentimes when people are faced with making a decision, almost every person will have some type of initial reaction, like or initial mm-hmm. like decision, like oh I'll do that one. Yeah. Like, if you're faced with two different things, like I'll just choose that one, just like either a gut reaction that has no thought behind it whatsoever, or some type of emotion linked to it, like oh I I have bias towards this thing, I'm going to choose that thing, even though it might not be the right decision. You have bias towards it. So, quote, directly from the article, uh, depending on what you value, you probably have some idea of what to choose when faced with a decision. This initial response, the one tied to your instinct and emotions, is perfectly valid. However, you should also try to look at your options rationally. And we'll, probably, we'll talk about a little bit of this later, but one of the best ways to do that is to get a, like a wider perspective, a, mm-hmm. I mean, a wider perception of what's going on. And we're going to give you tools to do this, but... Um, I guess the, one of the best takeaways from this heading, from this little tidbit, is don't rely solely on your instinct. Don't rely solely on your emotion and your bias. Do the work that it takes to, um, especially if it's a big decision, because right. there's nothing wrong with making instinctual or emotional decisions when it comes to your driving, your driving, or, <laughs> or from your or your food, your cereal choice in the morning, your yeah. what you wear. That's that's probably a really good time to rely on that because it's quick, it's snap. You yeah. should not be. Logically deciding what you're going to be wearing that day unless like maybe it's cold mm. outside and you want to like make sure you're wearing warm clothes and things like that. But flipping a coin, things like that is good for small decisions, but I guess maybe big decisions like this. Um, do the work that it takes to become rational
0: yeah. and
1: do the research you need to do.
0: I just imagine Austin and I driving down the road, a semis coming at us head on. Austin, flip a coin.
1: What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> Stay or swerve? But think about this rationally. What's the best thing to do? <laughs> 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 oh, man, that's a really good example of that. Yeah.
0: You need, Don't be completely disconnected from your instincts because they're there for a reason. Right. Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to, uh, like especially dealing with relationships and things, the book, How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk, i have talked about that a ton. Mm-hmm. But they talk about uh, not following your heart 100% and not following your brain 100%. Mm-hmm. You need to use both to make a decision. And so, if you like in a relationship, for example, if you meet someone who's super attractive and you're just, as the cool kids say, whipped for this person, you would do Simping. anything for them. <laughs> Simp. Uh, I don't know what they call it. A sniper monkey. Simp. <laughs> <laughs> I never anyway, that <laughs> I'll have to show you. Yeah. But anyway, then you are just totally following your, what would that be? Like your brain, your, Super, your mammalian brain, your instinct, your oh my gosh, I have to go mate with that person right now. You're being very <laughs> passenger driven at that point. Yeah, you're, allowing, very, yep.
1: you're allowing things outside of your control in a way, almost kind of outside of your control. How about um, primary emotions yeah, control yeah. your life? Yeah. And we have higher orders of thinking in our That's neocortex. Right. And right. so don't allow the monkey brain, allow the human yeah. brain to make these decisions. You, your mind, your conscious mind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so try and make a balanced decision and go from there. Like, ask yourself, okay, am I being rational here? Like, am I leaning too much with my heart? Am I thinking about this uh, too cheaty-like? (laughs) <laughs> you know too philosophical too philosophical he was a philosopher In yeah the, uh, he was a yeah. philosopher it's actually was th-
1: and when he died he was i think he was a philosophy professor he was trying yeah. to get his doctorate writing the his philosophy. thesis or something yeah, yeah. writing his. Um, and it's i think when you're a doctorate it's a your dissertation but anywho yeah, yeah. but uh, that's what he was working on then it was as ironic as he was he was a like a professor of decision making and he couldn't make a decision I think that was just part of yeah. his character that it made it funny like and
0: ironic but how to make an ethical decision yeah it was
1: all about I'm... making ethical decisions was yeah. like his what whole, is the
0: ethical decision that's it that was like his whole <laughs> like dissertation that's like that whole yeah. I
1: think about his character <laughs> he's like quoting like Nietzsche and yeah. all these philosophers about yeah. decision making and he doesn't know how so don't be like that I guess like, <laughs> learn how to find that balance never make a decision with just your heart never make a decision with just your brain always like, cause some might take more heart than mind and some might take more mind than heart. There's going to be a shift in yeah, yeah. in balance in certain circumstances, yeah. but never leave one out, I guess is what yeah. I would say in that. Use both at least like just, just yeah. use them. Yeah, and then, <laughs> <laughs> console
0: both yeah. and then
1: make a conscious decision yeah. based off of that. Yeah.
0: How about that? So the next bullet point here we have compare your options. So, these can be for things like when it's when you're thinking about where to move for a job, mm-hmm. if you have uh, control over that, um, where to go to school, where to go to school, Like you're coming out of high school, yeah. Who to what major date. to choose? Yeah, what what major? Date? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff here. You can compare your options. So a quote from the article says: "Start by comparing them. These decisions. There are several ways to do this. For example, you could list all the factors that you're considering." things like price, location, and other amenities, then choose the one thing that's most important to you. With that in mind, what option comes out on top? And I think this, is, this comes to like the core of all of this, is find your values and pin those at the top, like this says, and make that decision based off of what you value. And remember, you don't have to bring all your values along with you And make sure you have to, you know, all your values have to fit in this one decision. Like, okay, you're getting too cheaty there. Yeah. You know, like... Don't be cheaty. Just identify your most important values, pin those at the top, and then rethink those decisions. And the decision that leaves your values up top, where you can continue to live the life that you value, that's probably going to be the better decision for you. Yeah,
1: exactly. And another good way to do that and to, like, weigh how this is going to impact your values is by doing, like, pros and cons list, which is, like super cliche and everyone's heard of those but for me they're super effective and i think for people who have a hard time making decisions that should be an every, everyday practice Well, not everyday practice but a practice that is involved with complex decision making because um they can help you visually see what is how this is going to impact you how this is going to impede on or contribute to a value-filled life yeah and um like i guess for example like can you you can figure out and think about once you've seen these cons on your list you can think about think to yourself can i really live with these cons are these cons that i'm willing to deal with or do these pros outweigh the cons can i live with these or are these pros really pros or am i thinking emotionally am i thinking strictly yeah. with logic do again do the work it takes to become objective about this pros and cons list and that's why we talked about objectivity first because to make a really true and good pros and cons list you truly do have to be objective yeah and you need have to think about yourself from a third person and i also might be very helpful for you to narrow down your options like uh let's go back to the school example like choosing which school to go to if you choose based off of every single school and online school in the entire um, continental united states that's going to be a really hard decision that's a long list or you could choose from a handful of states that are maybe local ones or a handful of colleges that are in your state like uh like here in Utah, we have UVU, you have BYU, and you have Utah Valley, or the U of U, U, <laughs> University of Utah. U of U, U USU, U, SUU. SU, as you have SUU too. You have a lot of schools within the state of Utah. Yeah. And that narrows it down. Let's say I want to stay in Utah so I can pay in school tuition or in state tuition. Mm hmm. That narrows it down to in Utah, just like seven schools, six schools that are actually like um, graduate school or undergrad school. So we have like four year schools. That's a little bit easier. And then narrowed that down even more to maybe two, which schools have a good major for what I'm seeking for or a good right. program for which major I'm seeking yeah. for. And I guess the analogy that I thought for this, it'd be like. I'm um, choosing a meal off of the Cheesecake Factory menu versus choosing a meal off of the In-N-Out menu. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's ever been to Cheesecake Factory, you know, but for those who haven't, that menu is like 12 pages long. And there's like every type of food you can think of. I don't know how that any of it could be even good because there's so many food items that they don't specialize in anything in the Cheesecake Factory. They're just a, It's
0: not even cheesecake, surprisingly.
1: They, <laughs> there's like one page for cheesecake, which is ironic. <laughs> the other like nine pages is different ethnic foods and different types of foods. like there's like two pages for appetizers something like that it's crazy and then in and out there's it's like four like combo meal options yeah like four main burgers yeah and and then they have like some different drinks they have shakes yeah and they have like the secret menu which is animal and stuff like that but the menu is so small and i love that about it for me i think it's great like you just you can glance at the menu in like five minutes and know exactly what you want and so yeah. turn your decision list into an in and out menu. Don't allow it to become a Cheesecake Factory menu. Make sure you do the work to narrow it down and turn it into a three or four, preferably maybe even a two option list. So that way you can more effectively do a pros and cons list, do more effectively do a value comparison test. Yeah, It's, just, it's, all, it's giving yourself the best opportunity to make an informed decision by doing so.
0: Yeah, and this, I mean, those are for mainly, you know, bigger decisions. Yeah. Like, to make lists and stuff. But we make, like, I don't even know how many decisions we make on a day-to-day basis. Like... Hundreds, probably. Daily. Hundreds. Yeah. Maybe thousands, Should you know, some statistics statistic that we could find, yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, And so this even comes down to, like, when your spouse says something, you are deciding how to respond in that moment. And so... With values being at the center of this episode, just the center of making a decision, when let's say you're engaging in a little bit of conflict with your spouse and you decide to respond, how are you going to respond? And a lot of us, I do this all the time. I don't think before I respond. Mm -hmm. I react really more than respond. The initial reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets the better of me a lot of the times. But you can decide to respond with your values. What do you value in a relationship? Do you value connection? Do you value love? Do you value being warm? And make that decision based off of that value. And as I've done that, that's seriously changed, like little tiny decisions like that, Mm -hmm. like just on a day-to-day basis. What do I want to drink? Well, what do I value? I value fitness, being healthy. Okay, so I'm not going to drink A&W root beer all day at work. I'm going to drink water, some Powerade, and then maybe, you know, one cup of root beer or something yeah. like that. I can still have root beer. But what's my what are my values? And then make the, the decisions, even those tiny ones, based off of the value. And I've seen a big difference in my life as I've done that. My responses to my spouse, to people I love, to just any relationship have been so much better when they're based off of what I value. And that takes a lot of practice because if you're like me you know used to responding more like reacting to everything and not being able to respond Mm -hmm. then you know it takes some time it takes practice but you get better at it
1: yeah absolutely i think that takes us really good into like the next heading here that it is to think about the consequences and i think most consequences if not all come from making decisions that are in that are not in line with our values so at least like the ones that we feel most deeply are the the consequences that impede on our values or lead us away from a value-based life, the values that are important to us. And so I guess with that in mind, uh, here's another great quote from the article. It says, imagining possible outcomes might give you perspective on the decision. Excuse me. Say that you're thinking about adopting a dog. What do you think the consequences might be in a month, in a year? How about several years from now? making making decisions can be a roller coaster ride especially when there are long-term consequences to think about we can't see into the future but we can try to be prepared and the best way to prepare for the future is to live by and remember your values when making like you said even small decisions like about which soda to get from the soda fountain at our wonderful kitchen at work you know (laughs) um because that will in some way impede upon your values you might feel kind of gross because you had too much sugar in a day and that's Obviously, you're going to feel physically bad, but you have a value of fitness and um, and health, and that's impeding on that value. You might not feel good about that. Yeah. So you could choose any value system. You could find a way how a decision could impede upon that, and consequences could come from that. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's extremely important for you to understand your values and to, first of all, do a self-reflection inventory of what your values are, and then apply them to decision making in your life. Apply them to your life in general, as we've talked about in the past, but this specifically, make deci- specifically can make decision making much easier because if you know what your options are and what your values are, it can you can know if this decision is going to move me away or move me towards my values. Is, is this a way, an away move or a towards move, mm-hmm. as Russ Harris would call it. And so making decisions that are outside of your values will always end up negatively impacting you some way, either that short term or long term. And so you're probably better off doing that value exercise, doing the inventory, doing the pros and con list, figuring out which values this is go- this decision is going to impact, and then making sure that you that this isn't going to impact you negatively in a way that you can't handle. Yeah. Because if there might be times that you have to take a hit, you know, this is going to negatively impact this value, but I have to do it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be decisions like that, and you have to be willing to accept that. But you also have to make sure that it's not going to impact you so much that it debilitates you that's also part of your responsibility is to do the work that it takes to again this is in regard to big decisions but it could be yeah. small ones as well yeah but to do the mental work that is necessary to figure out how this impacts your values
0: yeah i love that and i I couldn't have said it better there so the last last part here <clears throat> um the last thing you could do is thinking of a third person this this is more of a, a CBT tool here, especially when it comes to like, uh, you know, because people struggle with anxiety or depression. If you think of yourself, how would you respond to someone in your same situation with, yeah. if they came to you and said, oh, I have really bad anxiety or I'm really depressed right now. How would you respond? So look at yourself in that situation. If your friend came up to you and said, dude, like I have these offers from these different colleges, like what should I do? what decision should I make? Mm -hmm. What would you say to that friend? Would you say, okay, let's make a pros and cons list. Let's see what school has your major, first of all. Yeah. You know, and see if we can X out any immediate colleges right away and narrow the the list down even further um, just by that one decision. And so if that's something you do with a friend, why not with yourself? And that's that's a great tool. I really like that one. Here's a direct quote from the article. It says, sometimes it helps to step outside yourself or pretend you're helping someone else. Studies show we're able to think more objectively in third person. That's why it's easier to give advice than it is to receive it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. Yeah. And, I mean, totally true. And I think that's just, it's amazing that we, I mean, are the only species on this planet that can do that. Yeah. You know, we can think in third person to make a better decision for ourselves as if we are viewing ourselves from another person. Isn't that just crazy? It's complex, but like our, it's, it's so simple for our brains to do yeah. that. It's like it, it's kids thinking the third person. It's crazy. Right. It's, our brains are so amazing in that way. It's super cool, and it's a great tool to use that we tend to overlook. Mm-hmm. Like it's so simple that I don't think about it, you know? And yeah. so just think about that. And yeah. you'll be able to like statistically make a better decision based off of that. Exactly.
1: And I, and I was just going to read the next quote because I love it so much. I didn't want to take it from you, but it just says here that if a friend or a family member were struggling with the same decision, what questions would you ask them? What compromises would you suggest? And mm, I just wanted yeah. to bring up a little um, tidbit that I learned from my last English class that I took. Um, there's this great quote and I'm going to paraphrase it and butcher it at the same time. <laughs> basically is if you want to understand yourself, right. That's basically yeah. what the quote was. It was from the textbook and it used this great, like visual of a person so think of like a silhouette of a person like a little brain inside their head and there's all these scribbles inside of it like all these little black marks and then imagine the one line coming out of their brain like through their neck into their arm down past their elbow into their fingertips and through a pencil onto a page mm-hmm. where there's just straight lines that are organized and that that scrambled mess goes onto the paper to be understandable it goes from chaos to order onto the paper that's cool And that, like, changed the way that I think about things and changed the way I think about thinking, which sounds weird, but writing is basically just thinking on paper. And the best way to learn how to think clearly is to learn how to write properly. And that's something that Jordan Peterson or Dr. Jordan Peterson talks a lot about is if you want to understand yourself and you want to understand how you think and how you feel about things, write about it. The best way to overcome overthinking and, like, analysis paralysis is to write So I'm a huge advocate for journaling and I'm a huge advocate for like prompt writing Hmm. and just like as a daily practice, but also for something like this that at least I found for myself that when I can write about something, I can understand it more deeply because I can see how my brain thinks about things and I can read it. Like, I don't know this is science at all, but I feel like it goes from like the monkey brain that's just like thoughts and randomness onto a page where I can then read it with my neocortex, like frontal um frontal cortex, which is logic, and then decipher it logically yeah now, I don't know how science based at all that is, but that's how I feel about it. That's what like the experience is like for me that I can go from chaos to order so simply just by writing it down and it doesn't yeah. need to be paragraphs, it could just be long form sentences it doesn't need to have any grammar whatsoever. You seem to take that from the nothingness that is your brain, which is just random electrical firings and <laughs> just. Neurotransmitters yeah. and just random things yeah. into something that you can go back to and read and to interpret. So if you're struggling with the decision, if you're caught in analysis paralysis, um, try writing about it. Get a journal, just like go find one of those like college ruled notebooks from, or open up your notes app even on your phone, yeah, and start writing about it. Write down what you feel, make lists, and just write down every random thought you have about the decision, especially these big decisions, so you can. Analyze it more, what's the
0: word, more rationally, more yeah. objectively. Yeah, cool. I love that. So I hope you I hope you learned how to make a decision in a less complicated way through a more complicated episode on how to make a decision. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> We're good at that, aren't we? Yeah. That's okay. No, it's really good. Like when, uh, when you do need to make a decision, especially big decisions, like there are certain steps that you can take to be more effective. And overall... The moral of the story is don't be a cheaty don't overthink it mm-hmm. like it's okay if you make guess not what the biggest decisions but it's like it's okay if you make the wrong decision from time to time yeah because then you know for sure when you make the other decision it's going to be right yeah
1: i have a couple cliches that i always use for that i love it i just want to share really quick is the first one is um indecision is worse than the wrong decision Yeah, And we see that with Chidi, you know, like um, even went to the wrong bar, at least he's not dead, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the other one is that if you really can't decide between two things and you're having such a hard time choosing between these two things and it seems 50-50, that means it is 50-50. You can just Mm. choose one. Yeah. And it's probably going to end up okay because if there wasn't one thing that stuck out from either one of them and you're okay with either one of them, you really can just flip a coin and you're going to be okay with it. Yeah. Like you said, don't overthink it. And if it really comes down to the point where you just can't decide and it's so black and it's so similar, um, don't go a step further and start to overthink that. Just just choose one and accept everything that comes. And I guess the last one is always remember your values yeah. with your decision making. And that's really going to simplify your decision making. <laughs> Talking about complicated episode, <laughs> let's, let's, we could dumb it down with just that. Yeah. Rely on your values to guide your decision making. And you'll, I think you'll find you'll have a more meaningful life and a simpler life if you can rely on those. Yeah,
0: I agree. Couldn't have said it better. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Praise the decision-making process. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I we hope you learned something new. hope you learned how to make a decision better, and hope you learned that you don't need to be a cheaty. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You can just have your values and make a decision off that, and your life is going to be A-okay. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> anyway, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. What about therapy? What
1: about, yeah. what about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? Yeah.
0: What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy? Yeah. What about what about therapy? What about what about therapy?